This is the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Join Paul as he chats with today's green industry experts and leaders about how to build a successful business and live a purposeful life. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Well, a warm welcome from the beautiful state of Georgia. Joined today is Tony Care, who happens to be another Georgia resident. However, mm-hmm. I hear you are uh, in the car right now with your baby and wife headed to Florida, huh? Yes. Um, once a year, I, I tell my customers far in advance, do a few of them early, and uh, try to come and just, just take a few days off um, in January when it's kind of our slowest time as long, guys. Um, and so I do that, and it just happens to be right now. You know, I'm still doing a lot of gutter work and all that stuff, a lot of, you know, winter pruning stuff. But so we're on the way down here to do this now, and uh, Paul was gracious enough to uh, want me on the podcast. And so I called him to ask, like, you know, do you want me to, like, cancel or something because I'll still be driving? But he was like, no, man, come on, do it. So yeah, that's what I'm up here doing. Let's go for it. So if you hear babies start crying, how old is your baby now, Tony? He's almost a year and a half. And, okay. Uh, his napping, well, he was supposed to have been sleeping a long time ago, but I think he's almost sleeping now. So we might we might be in the clear here. So. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that's how we do it. Tony, tell us a little bit about your company. Well, uh, I grew up in lawn care and landscaping my whole life. My dad's done this for 35 years. Actually, a little couple more than that now. Um, and so as a young kid, after school and stuff, I was out there with them and doing it and here and there. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't like it at the time, but, you know, as I, as I grew older, I started getting a lot better at it. And as a teenager, uh, I started taking it more serious, more serious and, uh, was one of the best guys on my dad's crew. And then, um, one of the ways that, uh, one of the plans that we had is when we became of age, you know, as an adult, you know, my dad was a, an awesome enough guy to uh, want to help, help to get my own, help me to, you know, just allow me the time to start doing some of my own business too. So that, you know, when I, when I'm adult, I can start making more adult money, you know? Awesome. And so, and that, and that, that's how I did it or that's how, you know, and then, so what I did is slowly, Slowly on the weekends and stuff like that, I, you know, I made cards, and put them out, and, you know, and I just, you know, just built it a couple yards here and there. And uh, there's a couple that my dad didn't want to do um, back in the day, and so he has he let me take a shot at those, and uh, you know, and so I just kind of built my lawn care business pretty much just the same way everybody else does. You know, I. Uh, you know, just just a slow way of doing good work and just, you know, taking it one day at a time and grinding them out. So, and now, you know, now I, I'm st- I still work in my dad's company one to two days a week and uh, help to move things along over there. And, uh, and then, you know, I have over 50 year-round properties that I take care of uh, myself, you know, and they're you know, full service year round, you know, doing the roofs and all the leaves, pruning, cleaning up limbs and, you know, treating the beds and, you know, all this, all those kind of stuff. And so that's where we're at. So it's able to, uh, so I, I do, 
I do do lawn care full time, you know, just a little bit with my dad and, and then, you know, and then the rest with my business. And I've never done anything else besides lawn care. So this is the only thing I've known. So. And what area of Georgia are you in? I'm in Lake Oconee, Georgia. It's about an hour east of Atlanta. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a resort-ish kind of area here. Most people either either it's a weekend home, possibility number one, possibility number two. They're older people and they retired and moved here. So either way, there's a, a lot of market for um, lawn service, but there are a lot of lawn service companies as well. So. You know, I guess those always kind of go hand in hand. But uh, so a lot of work to be done here. The 37-mile lake. And so we're kind of all around between me and my dad. I mean, we got stuff going on all around the lake, all areas all around it. And, uh, yeah, what I've done my whole life. Yeah, it's a beautiful area. I got a, I actually have a customer, even though I, I service Atlanta area, one of my customers, dear friend of mine, has a, a lake house out there. So I go out there about once a month or more often and uh, take care of their property. Oh, nice. I just, I just yeah. love it. I love it out there. Just a beautiful, beautiful area. Although I don't like the snakes out there. I had to kill a rattlesnake. <laughs> My worker, we are working and I'm just driving out of the driveway to go to uh, Home Depot. And there's not, even though we're in Georgia here in Atlanta, I don't see that many snakes because it's just, there's so many people here in Metro Atlanta. Right. They just, I think we scared them all off into the yeah. woods so we're we're down there at lake oconee working and my worker just starts screaming pow pow that's that's he, he speaks spanish like, pow pow and uh i was like what's wrong and he's like snake snake so i get out and there's this giant rattlesnake slithering across the driveway and we took a shovel and you know chopped its head off and that thing started rattling like crazy oh man wow. so is there, yeah. you, you see a lot of snakes out there or what i do i do um you know i think part of it is the lake and stuff like that part of it is is there you know there still is a lot of woods here um what you know is why we have a lot of limbs and mess and debris and stuff and all the trees are protected by georgia power here mm-hmm. for a good portion of them on the lake so like people can't even there's a limited number they can even chop down if they'll even let them chop down um, but, you know, mainly see a lot of what they call water snakes. I think it's called, I don't know, there's some name for them, like lawn nose water snake or something. And they, they look real bad. You know, they have a pattern on their brown. They get real big. They get almost as big as your arm. Sometimes in the spring you'll see them laying on the docks everywhere. And uh, But fortunately, those are most of the ones that I see are not poisonous. But all during the warm part of the year, I see one snake. Per day, usually. Oh sometimes my gosh. small, sometimes <laughs> big. Wow. Um, but the rattlesnake, you know, I don't see that often. Copperheads are another one that we have here. There was one in a bush last year. I had got it on video too. That was trying to trying to strike at me. It got up in a bush during that strange dry season that we had. Um, I guess it's in summertime, but usually it's just those water snakes are always down around the lake. Um, but the poisonous ones you know it's not too bad so don't think that you're going to see a rattlesnake every time you come oh it's it scared me so bad tony and (laughs) then i mean we yeah we saw a lot of them and hopefully we got them off that property because when we took over that property it was overgrown like crazy 
And I got you. Yeah, we, that doesn't help. We, we did right. get Georgia Power's approval on a bunch of trees that we had to right. plant new trees where we cut them down. But we cut down right. so many trees, and uh, oh, that scared me. Well, we were talking off air, Tony, and I'm curious now. You're like, hey, make sure you ask me how I met you or how you heard of me. So I'm, I'm curious how you found well, me. Yeah, this is a super cool story. I, you know, I've been watching Lawn Care YouTube for about five to six years or longer. Uh, you know, as a late teenager, I started, not sure exactly how I, I started watching YouTube. I started looking stuff, you know. I think I, I think what had happened was is I was looking up some type of product or something or something I was going to use in my business. You know, on Google, when you roll down, it has, like, some videos, and I had no idea that there was long term YouTube. Um, you know, as, a, as growing up, too, me and my brother, big into racing radio control cars at high level, and we had a little – we had a show on YouTube that was for, like, the Georgia radio control racers, like, website, forum thing and so we youtube i had a youtube channel you know since like 2009 or 10 or 8 or something but during those times it was just used just as kind of like a way to get the video over onto the forum you know what i'm saying like i didn't use it for anything it just sat there mm-hmm. it just you know it was just used for that um so we just had a silly show on there but so but sometimes i was googling something in uh about long term i rolled down and i seen it had a video and then I started watching some videos. Again, this is a long time ago. Uh, and Jason Creel was the first YouTube video I ever watched, um, which is, I guess is Lawn Care Life now or something. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then the second video I watched was the old Geek Dupree. Oh, yeah. The second one I watched. <laughs> and then, as most people, you know, then I just started watching it every day, every week, or whatever. They were... Uh, they were addicting videos to watch. Even my wife would watch them with me, as most people that had seen Geek Freak know. And you know about that because you talked about that you had used to watch them back in the day, too. Freaks. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so nuts. But anyway, and so, you know, fast forward many more years, and, um, you know, I had uh, heard about the GIE, you know, from Greg and other people on YouTube, uh, you know, and just been watching YouTube all up through this time, didn't make any videos, I was just watching it, um, and then I had seen where they talked about the GIE Expo, and I had seen it growing up in the pro magazine that we still get, it's called something else now, but it, it was a pro magazine, they used to always send it, and the Expo used to always be in there, but we didn't think too much about it, but then when I started seeing all these YouTube guys going, you know, two to three years in, I seen the first year of the GIE rally, and I was like, man, that's cool. Second year came around. And, uh, well, this is probably actually the third year that I started watching YouTube. We decided to go. And it was the first year that Greg was not part of the, the rally. Mm-hmm. It was at the pizza place, Pleasure Ridge Pizza. So that, the, the last year that it was there was the first year that I had went to the expo. Okay. So I guess that's about three years ago now or so. And so, and then I also, at some point in time, I have... Uh, trying to see on Facebook if people had information or something, and I see Paul Jamison's name in the in the Facebook group that we long-term rookie, and I'm not sure exactly who runs that page, but the the Road to the Expo. Yeah, Naylor Tally Fair, the long-term rookie, runs yeah. the Road to the GIE Expo. Yeah, it's a great Facebook page. I would recommend doing that because there's a lot of good info on there when it starts to get kind of close. 
But anyway, I've seen Paul Jameson's name on there. You know, I've heard people mention things about it, about him here and there randomly. Um, and then, you know, and then I had uh, uh, looked him up on Instagram and just uh, followed him or something. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had followed him. And then, uh, and then, but I had no idea he was in Georgia or anything. Fast forward a little bit, and I had seen Brian Ring's video about uh, giving you this mower. And so, but like I said, I didn't know you're in Georgia. Didn't really know you at all. I just thought, oh, this is, must be a cool long guy. I'll follow him on Instagram, just like I follow a lot of guys on Instagram. So I followed you, and uh, I seen that video, and then you were talking about Georgia. I'm like, hmm, man, this is kind of nuts. He's in Georgia. I had no idea about that. And then, and then you know, start connecting with you here and there on Instagram, and then. You know, later on, hearing your story through that mower video and all that, and you had a radio show and all these things, and then, you know, fast forward even more, and then I had, uh, you know, found out that you were starting to come out with a podcast. I'm like, man, this is awesome. So I went on there, searched the podcast, subscribed to the podcast. And then, you know, and I uh, communicate a little bit with you, just telling you, hey, you know, I listen to your podcast, whatever. And then, so we go to the GIE Expo. And you're there with Naylor handing out some uh, shirts out there. The the entrance of the of the the cave rally, the Maga Cavern, and and then so that was cool. I said hey to you, whatever. See, seen you in the expo different times, and I heard on your podcast you were sick all during that time. Man, that that's like the a nightmare of a lifetime, right? Like the the funnest event of the whole year, and you go there and you're sick. Oh yeah. Man, um, I heard your story about that, but anyway. And then fast forward, you know, I don't know, maybe a month or two after that, me and my wife were looking at a truck over in Duluth and we were walking down the street while a, uh, a garage was doing an inspection on the truck, a pre- pre-purchased inspection. And I look over at this garage at, no, I look over at this uh, car wash and I'm like, man, I, I've seen that guy before. And then I look a little closer and Paul over there, he has his uh, right mower shirt on which actually I'm wearing right now, driving down the road, and I seen the shirt from from a long ways away. It's a yellow shirt and has the right mowers. I'm like, this can't be because I it's not exactly <laughs> where it's not exactly where you live, and I didn't know where I was. You know, I'm just I found this truck on the internet and I went and looked at it, and I'm like, man. And so I was debating with my wife because it was like a four lane traffic flying up through <laughs> there. I'm like, so I try to go over there and talk to him, and so I didn't really know you that well or anything. But I knew if I just walked by and kept going and didn't go see that, I would be mad at myself for being that close to a fellow long guy and someone that even went to the expo with us and didn't even go say hey to you. I know I know that I would feel bad about that later and wish that I had went and seen you. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm going to run across the traffic, go see you. Ran over there. You had the quarters in the back, and you're going going nuts vacuuming your truck out you had your headphones on i was trying not to scare you because i was just standing there you didn't know i was in there <laughs> and uh you know but thankfully paul was gracious he didn't pull a gun on me or anything and he was there and uh so so paul you know he might just think that i'm a little crazy or something and i'm i'm not stalking you or anything but uh you know i've uh just known you you know just figuring out a little more and more about you as we go along. And then now listening to your podcast every single time one comes out, that's really neat as well. And to hear your story and uh, stuff you do with the radio and all that is super neat. And uh, so, 
even if Paul thinks I'm crazy, eventually he will realize that I'm not crazy. So there you go. <laughs> well, I remember that because we, we ran into each other in the hood because my, Were we in the hood? I mean, uh, Duluth has nice areas and it has a kind of a hoodie area there. <laughs> but uh, I remember that day because my customer, who ironically lives in Lake Oconee where you work, they had asked me to move some stuff for them. And so my truck, you know, like all of our trucks, the bed of the truck gets so dirty. And yeah. they wanted me to move like, uh, well, actually, they were returning something to uh, uh, the Colonial Lighting Store. And then when I returned it, I got a thousand bucks. Well, for my, my customer got the thousand bucks, not me, but right. they paid me something else. But so anyway, I, I, I knew that what I was returning was worth a thousand dollars. So I didn't want it to get dirty. So, and I needed to get to the uh, colonial lighting by five o'clock when it closed. So I'm like, well, I need to clean my truck out real quick before I load it up. So I yeah. drove, that was like the nearest car wash where I wasn't about to pay, you know, $38 to go through the actual <laughs> thing. Which right. We'll talk about Dave Ramsey in a moment here. I'm trying to get out of debt. Yeah. So I go to the ghetto, uh, you know, pe- put a dollar fifty in coins, and and that that, that th- those places drive me crazy because you put the dollar fifty in to clean the car, and the timer it says it's like four minutes, but it goes so fast. It it's ain't like, no four minutes. I know it's like three fifty nine, three fifty three, three fifty seven. <laughs> Next thing you know, it, it starts beeping like that. Put more money in. I mean, those people are scamming us yeah. <laughs> big time. So I, I clean my truck and I have my headphones in and I'm, you ever get that feeling that you can tell someone's like staring at you or like <laughs> is close to you? Well, I'm, yeah. I'm in the hood folks. I, Tony might not think it's the hood, but I think it's the hood. And well, I didn't know where I was, so I don't know if it's good or not. That's not the best part of town where we were at this, <laughs> at this car okay. wash. And I have this feeling, I'm like, somebody's hovering over my truck. I just had that feeling. And so I'm, I'm kind of like, you thought I was playing it cool, but I'm kind of like turning around, like what's going on? You know what I mean? (laughs) So I turn around and there's Tony and he's like, Paul. And I was like, Hey, so that's how we ran into each other. It's crazy how small uh, the lawn care community is Uh, because you live probably honestly a Coney from where we were a good hour and 45 minutes. Right. Uh, we, We randomly ran into each other. Well, that's a perfect segue into the whole Dave Ramsey. There I am pinching my quarters to, you know, get the car wash to to save on money. But uh, we were talking off air that uh, you and your wife teach the uh, Dave Ramsey's class financial peace. Um, you guys are coordinators for that. So t- tell me a little bit about your story of getting out of debt. Yeah, I mean, um, we're actually on um, week two of the class is right now, one that is going on right now. It's us and another couple that do it. You know, we like, you know, tag team on it and they'll do it one time if we can't be there or something. But, um, but anyway, so we're, we're in the midst of it right now. This will be, you know, I think our third year doing it. And then, you know, we went through it before that. Um, and then I even went through Dave Ramsey's generation change as a teenager. And so, uh, our story of getting out of debt, you know, we were first married. I was, I got married at 20 almost 21 my wife was 19 or 18 and we started doing things just like a lot of young people started we thought hey you know in order to buy our own house we need to build our credit and we need to do you know get a credit card or borrow on a a truck and then and i had borrowed on a, a zero turn mower when i started my business 
And, uh, you know, we started doing all that just like as normal people. But fortunately, you know, we didn't get it. It's not a story where we were hundreds of thousands in debt. Um, because when we got married, neither one of us brought any debt together, you know, like when we got married. So that's an awesome thing. Um, and so, you know, but started doing that, you know, so we were in debt a little bit and just in, in the truck I had that I borrowed on wasn't new or anything. I mean, it was older and I had borrowed on it to expand my, you know, get a little bit better of a truck for my business. And it was, like I said, it's still old one. Um, but I thought, oh man, I need to borrow on this and help build my credit and all that stuff. That's what my bank told me too. Um, but just the amount of interest that I was paying and stuff was literally, I mean, it, it'll make you sick month in and month out. It did for me just having that truck payment and having all these things and just, you know, starting my lawn care business new and new marriage and just getting towards the end of our end of the month and just like, man, where's, where's all of our money going? Like, you know, we weren't making a lot of money anyway, new in business, but you know, that combined with this debt was just nuts. And I, I, neither one of us knew really, you know, what is our future going to look like? Like, how are we going to do this business? How are we going to do our life, our marriage, all that, you know, are, are the things that were in my mind. And, um, one of our other, uh, campuses of our church in a neighboring town, we had got word that they were having financial peace university. We, I had, uh, started listening to Dave a little bit here and there, you know, after I had the truck payment. And, um, uh, and so we signed up for, it and we went after that, uh, I'm a hundred percent in both feet, you know, and I'm, uh, me and my wife are both nerds to an extent. Um, but after that, we just started eradicating everything, you know, paying off everything, got rid of the mower payment, got rid of the truck payment. Um, and you know, and, uh, well, also during this debt time, we had, build up our credit score and we did buy a house and so we also had that going on so we bought a house which we still have the house we still keep the house now but so but all my consumer debt is gone so we worked hard to get rid of that pretty quickly and then you know now even smacking down our house and getting the pmi dropped and all that and um it's it's changed my life that's all i can say you know i can't say you know people will say oh well you know this you know, Dave doesn't work for, for me because of these reasons. No, no. No, if you work the plan, it'll work. And now we're out of debt. We're paying our house off. Um, we're investing every month. We're putting money, you know, towards our retirement. We've got life insurance. We're walking right down Dave's path. And when I had seen Paul that day vacuuming out of his truck, we were there. I was there buying the first semi-nice, truck that I've ever had in my life. Even a truck I had the payment on was like a $5,000 truck that I had a payment on, a, a 2006 F-250, and it was a fleet truck that was banged up, all that. And so, you know, so now I'm we're really starting, I'm not saying we're, you know, we see all the results 50 years later, but we're starting to see some traction from what we're doing. And it's slow, it's hard but it's totally worth it, you know, and that also gives me so much more, so much more posture in my business because all I have is my house payment. We pay a bunch extra on that. And so, and we're going to have that paid off in the next few years. 
And so, you know, hopefully, you know, what, 10 or somewhere 10 to 12 or somewhere range. And so, you know, and that helps me in my business so much because I don't need that next yard that I'm getting because I don't have all these payments. I don't have mower. I have no mower payments. I have no truck payments. Um, all of it's paid for. I got nice mowers. All of them are paid for. All my trailers are paid for. And so now, now we're in a place to win. You know, we're, we're saving money. We're investing and it's slow and it's hard. It's not sexy. We don't go out to eat every night. I pack my lunch for the last three years. I have packed my lunch every day to work. I've eaten a sandwich almost every day at work. For people that watch my YouTube videos, you see sometimes I have a small grill that I, uh, hook up inside of my truck and I grill hot dogs inside of my truck occasionally. I don't do that now that I have the new truck, I got to figure out a new way to do that. Maybe I can do it in the enclosed trailer, maybe just remove a few of the gas cans first. And so we're doing it, we're living it, and it's awesome. I'll never borrow another dime. I'll put a push mower in a wagon and pull it behind me to my yard before I'll borrow on a truck or a, or a mower or credit card or anything else. So that's the story. Wow, that is super inspiring, Tony really got me pumped up so you paid off the truck you paid off the mower you paid off the credit cards you're completely out of debt other than your mortgage and uh as dave ramsey would say you got that gazelle intensity to pay that off and then just imagine this folks tony's gonna be if he sticks to his word and he doesn't borrow money on anything else he's gonna all that money you're making there's gonna come a point where you don't even have a mortgage payment so you're just gonna have all this money that you can invest and 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 go ahead and here's another huge thing. So y'all that are listening, this is a huge thing, a huge benefit for my family for Dave Ramsey or, or us doing the Dave Ramsey plan. So because of how we treat this, um, we're able to work our butts off, but we are able to, my wife is able to stay home with our son River. So, and he's going to be homeschooled as he grows, as grows up. I was homeschooled growing up. It was one of the best things that's ever happened in my life. And so how cool is that, that our son River will never have to, we'll never have to just drop him off at daycare and say, see you later. And, and, you know, because I don't want daycare raising my kids. I know that that's one thing I do know. And so think about just the legacy that we'll be able to leave because we're not strapped down. If me and Emily both have brand new cars, sitting in the driveway then she would have to turn out a full-time income you know just to float all these bills and that's what all of my friends that are my age most of our married friends and non-married not married too single too that's what most people are doing most people are financing everything out their wazoo and they're you know and so they're they're strapped so they have to do this you know they're working for their trucks they're working for their bills and um it was super cool to go where I seen Paul that day and lay down, I, I paid 15000 for the truck, but to be able to lay down that money in cash and buy it, it was cool. It was wow. cool to walk out of there like that. So, yeah, so so the, the fact that Emily's able to stay home with our, with our son and other kids in the future, to me, that's a, a huge blessing, you know, of Dave Ramsey. You know, I'm glad that she doesn't have to be up at 6 every morning getting ready to go off to work and, you know, we'd see, we'd see River for one to two hours a day, and that's it. But thankfully, you know, I have I have to work a lot, but thankfully, you know, she's there to help influence his life, and I'm there to do what I can do as well. So, 
Sorry, I don't want me over talking here. That's awesome. So you had you you worked hard and saved up fifteen thousand dollars in cash, and you yes. you had that. Where did you meet the guy at the bank, or how'd you how did he not rob you? <laughs> well, I didn't know we were in as hood as we were, but but anyway, no, it, it was at a small uh, car dealership where I okay. bought it. Okay. Um, and so, but it was super awesome because I was able to get a better deal on the truck because it was kind of like one of these places, you know. It really surprised them because I feel like it's kind of one of these places where people buy here, pay here kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, hey, I'll pay this much in cash. Um, a cent more than that, I'm gone. So I'll mm-hmm. just let you make that decision, you know, after I had had the truck checked out and stuff, which it does have some little issues here and there. But I still chose to buy the truck. And uh, how cool is that? Because I never bought a purchase that big in cash. And we had saved for one to two years putting money side just in preparation for upgrading my truck to just make my life a little better my day-to-day life you know what i mean riding around doing all these yards so it's been cool that is totally inspiring well let me ask you tony as i ask everyone who comes on the show what has been your biggest mistake in business and what did you learn from that mistake one of my biggest mistakes in business is just when i started i was so afraid of the customers i was afraid to charge them money you know i was doing things way too cheap i was doing crazy things i mean i would be in people's yards for four hours you know doing setting up bird feeders and just doing all these crazy things for these you know older random people random yards i mean i was you know hand picking all kinds of stuff i mean it was just nuts the things i did in the beginning um you know and i was like i had this one of my first yards i ever had it's just I was out there sometimes, depending on what he had wanted me to do, I was out there doing all these random things in his yard. I was getting paid $70, $75, and it, and it took me four hours to do it. Um, and that's kind of how I started my business. So that was a rough start, you know. And, and uh, you know, and it had, I just slowly got better. You know, I started my business about five to seven years ago and uh, got – you know, I've gotten better and better and better at pricing ever since then. But I think that's one of my big mistakes in starting is just that I was afraid to charge people what I was worth. You know, and I think that's a common thing when you start. But mm-hmm. I think it's a big deal because I I didn't take into account what my business really cost just to run run the business. Exactly. So, I mean, if you don't charge a certain amount, I mean, you're pretty much paying them to be out there. Uh, absolutely but i thought you know i thought that oh man i gotta do whatever he says i gotta do this right or my business is just gonna fail i gotta i gotta you know just do all these crazy things and i thought that that's you know how my business would become established and there is some truth to that i i did that yard for a couple of years and i got other ones that were bad too slightly better and you know it's just been a, a long journey of, of weeding those out and getting better and better as I've moved forward. Um, but, you know, I think that's a big way that I failed in the beginning because you don't charge correctly. You can't even get your mower fixed. And I mean, you know, it's just, it's just a snowball in the downhill direction um, when you not, not charging at least market value. So, so what is a, your hourly rate or how, how do you calculate, okay, here's what I have to make per hour. Otherwise, with all my overhead, I'm gonna, like you said, you're basically paying the customer to work on their lawn if you don't charge enough. 
Okay. Well, how I do it, I still, I still do it, um, sort of old fashioned. I mean, I, uh, I've done the yards around this area for most of my life. Prior to year 2000, though, my dad had a company in Tucker, Georgia, called Tucker Turf. He used to have a ton of city yards there, so I do know the city yard lifestyle, too, a little bit. I was young at that point. Um, but after 2000, we've been here at the lake, and so I, I know the properties fairly well, even though every single property is a lot different than they are in, in the city. You know, one property, the property next door can be triple as big as the one next door to it, you know. But right. anyway... So what I try to do still, old schools just try to try to really walk around and try to think, how long do I think this yard's going to take me? And I'm pretty, pretty darn fast, and so I'm able to do a lot, you know, in an hour. I'm able to do a ton, a lot of work. But my rate, personally, I want to make, you know, between fifty to sixty dollars an hour at least, um, and so. Another tip for pricing, something I did wrong beginning is I would just tell them right there without, and I haven't really thoroughly looked at the yard. And so something I do now is I like, I ask them for their email and I, I specify out all my, I just tell them, I like, you know, I want to send you an email just so you have record of everything that I'm going to do and you know what to expect and you have all my information. And that way everything's clear. And so what I do is I spell out all the services that I'm going to do and those kind of things and what my schedule is and, you know, and what the price is. But I tell them, you know, it's going to be 24 hours before I get you an email. And that way it gives you, gives you the rest of that day. You can continue mowing and you can think about what do you want to charge that customer. And so, you know, that will help you so much instead of just pricing it right there on the spot. And I think that that, that's helped me a lot, and that's something that I've changed. You know, a couple of good things about it. Number one, they have the email, so, you know, they can hold you to exactly what you told them. You can hold them to what you told them on the email, and that way everything's spelled out. There's no, oh, well, I thought you were going to do this. You told me you are going to do this, whatever. You just spell out, okay, these are the services included for this price, and this is the month of the year that we're going to come, and, you know, and, you know, and it, and it just, it's just, it's a great way. I and mean, you'll always have record of it, you know, and all those kind of things. And so, you know, there there is a point, you know, on the flip side of it, I can't get to the point where I feel like some people fail in the lawn business, or I have seen it in the past where some guys, their lawn care business will fizzle out because they, they get too arrogant in their own mind to where they're just charging so much that mm-hmm. they're, they're losing, you know, they're losing yards left and right. They're not getting yards because they're not competing with everybody else. And, you know, I think that, you know, on the, that's on the, the opposite end of the spectrum is where that can be wrong too. So you got to try to find where that sweet spot is, try to work in that. So you can still compete with the others and get to build the route that you want to build, but you still got to make what you got to make too. So it's kind of a, I guess that's something that every lawn care person is trying to balance and figure out. So it's not easy, but that's kind of how I do my pricing. Does that no, make sense? Absolutely. And I'm curious because we're both here in the Georgia market and I know different companies do it differently. And then obviously we got listeners all over the world to the green industry podcast. Y'all you've been blowing me away because 
I was just looking at some analytics this morning and I'm like, how people are listening in Australia, in Ireland, all over the world. I was looking at the map. I'm like, wow, this thing is, it's crazy. And so what do you charge? Let me ask a question like this. Do you charge, okay, Mrs. Jones, I'm going to charge you $60 per service or do you do, okay, Mrs. Jones, I'm going to charge you $200 per month and we come 12 months a year. Now we're going to be here a little bit less in January and February, but in July and August, you know, we'll be here a lot longer, but it all evens out. So it's $200 a month and we come every week or how do you do it? Yeah, I know that that's a, that's a great question. Um, how I do that is I, I specify the schedule that I'm going to run even winter and summer, which, um, and it's a monthly price. So sometimes there is those five weeks in a month and I know that, but they pay me 12 months a year. So, you know, it kind of works out in the end, but the, uh, you know, some customers, they are every week all during the, the, the summer season and then they go to bi-weekly during the winter but I change the price. Like I have one price, you know, I have the weekly price when I'm weekly, and then I change the price when I go down to bi-week. Does that make sense? Yeah, so do and you so, start the bi I know this is, for y'all who don't live in Georgia, you're like, this doesn't, you know, it's snow on the ground in January where we live, but I'm curious as a fellow Georgian, when do you start the weekly service price? Is that March or April or when? Yeah, I mean, usually April 1st, a lot of mine. And some people want year, some people want weekly year round, but I mean, probably 35% of my business is weekly and then all the rest is bi-weekly. Like a lot of people are bi-weekly during the summer. Um, so, but I do, uh, as I'm sure everyone does, I mean, like, let's say, let's say it's 220 a month for every week, but during the winter when it's, or, you know, not only during winter, but whenever we switch to bi-weekly, Let's say I'll try to make that monthly bill 150. So, so I'm getting a little more per visit, but you know, being there biweekly, you know, there's a little more work to it as well. So, you know, so I try to get a little more per visit if it's going to be a biweekly customer. And so, you know, some people are 150 a month year round, you know, and and it and like they're they stay biweekly year round, and so. You know, a lot of people in my area do want bi-weekly, and I'm okay with that. You know, it's all right. It's not it's not my very favorite, but it is, uh, you know, I've had good success doing bi-weekly. People understand that it's not going to look perfect on that other week. And what I, and another problem here on the lake is you got the three big holidays during summer. You got Fourth of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day, and everybody wants everything perfect. They want pansies fresh smoke, pine straw, weed free, you know, all this stuff. And some people want that even though they're biweekly customers. Mm-hmm. And so how do I handle that? Well, what I do with that is I do them on their normal schedule. So some people will be the week before that. But what I do is I go back to the yards I went to the week before and just blow off the driveway, blow off the grass, pick up any sticks that may have fell. And so I'm only there just for a few minutes. Um, but it looks it looks pretty good. And they're pretty happy, and that keeps my schedule from being too nuts. And they're happy because, I mean, they, you know, they I showed up on, you know, before the holiday weekend. And so holiday, 
the week before the holidays are nuts for me as I'm running around crazy doing yards I'm just supposed to do and not supposed to do. And I don't do that for all of them because, for example, if the biweekly customer lives there, then, you know, they see me come the week before. But half of my properties out here are weekend homes. And so they don't they don't see the service when it's getting done, but they all come on the on the holiday weekend. So I have to be sensitive to that a little bit because I want to keep the properties that I have. You know, as I, I filter out maybe about three yards a year or something and uh but that'll be slowing down as I keep getting my route how I want them. But you know, long guys in Maria they can they can flyer my customers a hundred times a day and they're not going to be able to get their customers for, you know, get my customers for me because like me and you, Paul, the fact that the owner's out there and we're doing what we say we're going to do and we're honest and show up when we say we're going to at an, an honest price. I mean, you know, you'll have those yards forever. So. Totally. Well, Tony, I really appreciate your time. Before we get going, I want to, before I forget, my producer reminded me, he's like, you got to tell him, Paul, that we need some reviews on iTunes. And so I'm thankful to everybody who's been uh, dropping in iTunes. Uh, You click on the little blue button there that says write a review. So thank you to everybody who has um, written those reviews. It really helps us. But we need to get some more of those reviews so that we continue this uh, momentum in the iTunes. Tony, how do you listen to the podcast? You got it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, where you listen? Google Play, because I have an Android. Okay. And I know that it's a little more complicated to leave a review on Google Play. I'll have to look into that. I know you can't do it right from the app, so you're going to have to do something crazy. How do you do it on Google Play? I don't don't even know. But my producer (laughs) has been like, Paul, we got to get – don't forget to tell them on iTunes because – we have these analytics, and the majority of people listen on iTunes. So I got you. If you guys are listening on the iTunes, you just click. I think you scroll down, and then it will say write a review and leave a rating. It's a, the rating's a five-star system on iTunes. So however many stars you think this show's worth, uh, drop that. Five. I appreciate that, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to do it on iTunes. You don't have to personally because you use Google Play. But you guys who are on iTunes, it helps out a lot. And I was actually talking to Julio Tomei. He he has a podcast called um, a Lawn Care Success Podcast. And uh, yeah. we, we were meeting at the in Chicago for the Echo Means Business thing. And uh, I was just like, man, me and him understand each other. Because it's like when you have a podcast, you have all this, I don't know if it's fear or whatever. You'd be like, man, I don't even know if it's worth it. It's so much work. And then yeah. what keeps us going is someone leaves a review. And that, that's literally what keeps me going. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm going to invest this time. Um, because while you guys are out working and I'm a podcast junkie and audio book junkie myself, while I'm out working for eight hours a day, I'm listening to the Dave Ramsey show. I'm listening to other people's podcasts and it keeps me going. And honestly, Tony, why I started this podcast is because the Dave Ramsey show is great. And I listen to it every single day. But yeah. it's it's almost like I can predict the answers, and it's kind of generic. Like, okay, I know what I need to do. It's just kind right. of it's just kind of motivation, and it's en- yeah. and it's entertaining. And then when I listen to audiobooks, for me, a lot of times it's too generalized. Like the the audiobook will be about business, but it's just it's so generalized. It's like I can I can take away some information there, but a lot of that was just kind of a waste of my time. So I was like, I wish there was podcast out there that was like real specific. Like me and you were just talking about the nitty gritty, how to charge, you know, 
a customer's lawn and, and all and right. all of that. That to me, that's gold because that's like okay, that's exactly the information I'm looking for. And there's yeah. a few other podcasts out there like Julio's and Stan Genetic used to have one. And I know my friend Blake Albertson, he, and um, he just started one. I, I don't know if he, he only has one episode out there. And uh, I, got you. I was on Julio's too. That was fun. He had me on there one time. Yeah. Julio's a friend of mine. Great guy. And then uh, my friend Rusty Everidge started one. But anyway, I'm like, you know what? Everyone can listen to all the other people's podcasts because there's eight. We're working for eight to 10 hours a day. So I'm like, I'm going to yeah. make a podcast. Right. And I want to provide my goal, Tony, I want to provide value when people are out there mowing, they, they can trust, Hey, if I listen to this episode, I know I'm going to take away something uh, to my business. And so I really appreciate you having, have me on the the show and uh, everyone on iTunes, long story short, (laughs) short story, long, drop a review, (laughs) drop a rating. And uh, Tony, I really appreciate you. I know you're on vacation. You're in the car with your wife and your, your child. I appreciate you taking the time uh, to be on the show. It, It really means a lot. And, Hopefully we can connect. I'll probably be coming down to Lake Oconee soon uh, because Let's I need to it. clean up my customers' leaves. And we can talk right. off air. Maybe you can even meet me out there. I'll pay you and uh, help me with the cleanup. They haven't had a fall cleanup yet. I, long story short. I got you. I've been busy, and they don't even live. You know how it is. They don't even live there. Yeah. They live in Los right. Angeles. And uh, they're coming back now that the football season's over. So uh, we'll have to connect down there and uh, maybe grab breakfast, grab, grab a coffee or something. That would be sweet, buddy. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your time. Have an awesome vacation in Florida, and uh, I appreciate you joining the show. Thank you for having me, Paul. All right. We'll be in touch. See you later, Tony. See you, bud. All right, Paul.